to the Better Man, Better Ball Player Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Cobb. And again, I want you to thank you for joining us here on episode three. Today, we have a really special guest. I sat down with, did another interview uh, with a true, huge mentor of mine. Um, mentor from afar, I guess you could say. Not a guy that I get to talk to on a daily basis and have many conversations with. So today was a pretty, pretty special day. I have gotten to meet him two other times. And but today we got to spend some time discussing our love for mental toughness and building a mindset. Uh, so our special guest today is the one and only Brian Kane. He's worked with George St. Pierre. Uh, he's worked with many other Ultimate Fighting ch- uh, champions. He is a international best-selling author. Uh, I think in the book, in the podcast uh, interview, he talk, he's written over 40 books. Uh, I've got plenty of them. Um, he has trained thousands of high school to Olympian athletes. He's worked with companies such as Burton Boards and Fuddrockers, and they've used all used his strategies. Um, he has trained hundreds of professional athletes in Major League Baseball, as well as in the PGA. NBA, NFL, and NHL, and we talked a little bit about those uh, through this interview, and he is the creator of the Mental Performance Mastery Coaches Certification Course, and like I said in the first episode, um, I am a um, mental, I did, I did that certification, uh, I've, I've done Brian's stuff for a long time now. And um, the mental performance certification just kind of put it all together and really helped me organize it. It really gives you some really tangible, concrete ways of teaching the things that we all know are important, like focus, like um, mindset, routines, relationships, um, all of these kind of things that we know are important to anyone's success, let alone a baseball player's success. Uh, He's also the creator of the 30 Days to Mental Performance Mastery Program, and we're going to touch base about that too because I think that's a really great program that a lot of our athletes right now could take advantage of. Um, Just in Maryland, you know, we got word that till May 15th we're not going to be in school, um, and then there's going to be phases left out. So, you know, it's we're not going to be left out of this right away. It's not going to be the next day going to be able to get out of this uh, quarantine and shut in. So the 30 days to mental performance, that course, it's it's would be, I think, a very good, something that kids could take away from this and get themselves closer to where they want to be. He's an avid triathlete. He talks about um, right now he's got a vision of running 10, 10 miles for the next 10 days. Uh, he touches base about that. I mean, he's just um, an absolute stud, stud of a guy. Tremendous um, influence on my life, and you know, you always leave Brian Kane a little bit more filled with juice. And today was no different with me, so it was a really big privilege. Um, and I just want to get right down to it. I want you guys to be able to hear it because um, he does talk about you know how to become better men with being able to have a better mentality, and you can see and you'll be able to hear all of the great things he does 
to be able to teach athletes and really even how he preaches himself. He's not a guy that's going to just tell you to do it. He's also a guy that walks it. So I hope you enjoy the conversation and find value in it and find ways to help us become better men and better ballplayers. But, yeah, you have been a big mentor in my life, um, you know, from afar. You know, I think we all have those uh, mentors from afar, um, you know, just from uh, the 11 years I was at Smithsburg, understanding that, you know, when even um, like talking to Coach Lostig and him burning you on was a big time that when I got into a lot of things of what you were doing. Um, so, you know, it, the mental performance mastery certification just, you know, it wasn't even a really a question for me. It was just a matter of when I was going to be able to pull the trigger and get it done. Um, but, you know, I just, I just want to thank you for, you know, the stuff that you put out and, you know, kind of, you know, I've always been a very, almost, a mentality first kind of guy. Um, that's kind of how I, I think it was mostly how I was raised. I'm not sure how you, how it was for you, but my dad wasn't a, he's not an X's and O's guy. He's not a mechanical guy by any means. He's a guy that says, when I got beat at basketball, he's like, you better never forget that. You better never forget that, and you better think about that when it comes to your practice tomorrow. And you be thinking about that guy that just dogs you, you know. And I think he really helped create create my mentality, um, you know. And my grandfather as well, you know. Those two just, uh, you know, just created an environment that was my home life. It wasn't about like, oh, my arm should be here, or this is what your swing should look like, or you know, you should be, you know, it's what your shot should look like. It, should, it was about competing, you know. It was about the yeah. mentality, which which I never, I never. You, 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 I think about it now, reflect on it, but, um, you know, could I have been a better player? Probably. Like, I think my son will be, because like, you know, I think it's a mixture of both. Um, but that's why like the better men, better ball player part, I think it's both. Um, and I think that's why you have a great situation. And I think I, I have a lot of respect for that. Cause like, you know, you were a division one player and you kind of know, like, yes, I needed this, this mental part, but if I could then consume that with like my good bent baseball stuff, like, I think that's like the, you know, the ideal, right? Yeah. The ideal. So yeah, it's funny, funny hearing your, 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 your upbringing, because I was the complete other end of the spectrum. It was, it was, you know, I remember a, a turning point for me where it was always just a game. It was fun. It was like, here's the ball, hit it, man. You know, and it was aggressive. And then as a sophomore in high school, I'm at this, um, Bay state games in Massachusetts. It was like a, like they would take the state of Massachusetts and divide it into six regions, take the best players and come to like a high school all-star event, uh, freshman, sophomore, juniors. So I made it as I made it all three years. And I remember my sophomore year, I come in to close a game. I'm all jacked up and it's 88, 89. First time I'd ever been on a radar gun, really 88, 89. And now all of a sudden I'm getting recruited and I have this pitching coach contact me to say, Hey, I saw you were throwing 88, 89 as a sophomore. I'd love to start working with you. Cause I think we can get that over 90 and get you drafted. And I'm like, drafted. Yeah. What, is, what is that? Yeah, I'm in. Let's try it. So I go start working with this guy and First time I get on a video camera, see myself pitch. He starts getting into all the mechanics and I become a robot. Okay. Drop, arm, out, up, rotate. And I go from being, an, this is why I like Ron Wolforth so much is I go from being the athletic pitcher to being the robot. And I went from 88 to 86 to 84 to 82. And next thing you know, I couldn't get anybody out and it was driving me absolutely crazy. And that's where I found the mental game was, it was, I wouldn't say it was suicidal, but it wasn't far from it because I completely wrapped up my personal identity with my baseball performance. And if, you know, I, I had success in high school cause I went to a really small high school. It was like being the best snowboarder in Mexico, right? I could have done nothing and had success. And then when I get to college and I start struggling, I had nothing to go to. 
and I had no mental game to go to. So my personalizing of performance and now that I was failing just put me into a negative spiral until I came across Heads Up Baseball and Dr. Ken Revisa and found that you could actually train your mental game, that it was a skill set that you could have, that you could develop by doing drills just like you would from a physical standpoint. So once I found that, the game changed and I actually got on a much better path. But for me, it was, it was definitely learned train, mindset, mental toughness. You know, and, I, and I've used that to run you know, Ironmans. I've used that to run 100 miles this past summer. I've used that to write 44 books. You know, I've used that to make seven figures in a year. Um, and I don't say any of that to impress people. I say that to impress upon them that if you're not training your mindset, you're doing yourself a disservice because you truly can be, have, and do anything you want with the right mindset. Absolutely. You know, and I think, I forget where I heard it from, but like, you know, people talk a lot about, you know, um, something that you're born with and you can't teach these things. And I'm like, I come back with a lot or I just love the thing of, well, our defense, our, our, our army, our, our Marines would also, they would disagree with that statement. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we've all, you know, speaking of kids that want to, that I try to push on and like, but there's a lot of kids we say, this kid just needs to go in the army. You know, this kid just needs to go in the military where, you know, they're in, they know they're going to get that mentality. They're going to get some, you know, better structure. They need that little bit of leadership uh, skills to be able to be a better person or better, better citizen. Um, they're going to get trained, right? They're going right, to get trained, get trained right? They'll go exactly. They'll be in an environment that's going to push that, put them in the right frame of mind. Um, so I guess, I guess when you're looking at that, I mean, like, so what kind of, what kind of like the best things I, I guess are you doing like right now during that time to kind of keep that training? Cause I you say you're getting ready to go on a call. Like, so what, what are some of the things that you're doing right now to tell, to tell people? Um, during the pandemic. Yeah. I mean, yeah. during coronavirus, right. Is the big thing I'm saying to them is look, you're, you're, there's going to be people who come out of Corona season, which I call the Corona season as an athlete, right. Is there'll be people who come out of Corona season far better than they were when they went into it. There will be people who look back at the Corona season and say, that was the best thing that ever happened to me or happened for me. Because happening to me, Trey, and happening for me are two totally different mindsets. So are, are you looking at this as this is happening for me, giving me opportunity to connect with my family and be home more, which I've never had, giving me more free time and opportunity to work on my fitness, to tighten up my nutrition, to explore being the best version of me? Or are you sitting around thinking this is happening to me, feeling sorry for myself, I can't watch sports, I'm on Netflix, I can't do my job, and you sit there and start committing BCD. You start blaming, complaining, and getting defensive instead of staying offensive, staying on the attack, and having a plan. So my message to coaches, athletes, and people is have a plan for the day and execute the plan and have that plan be for what you can do to better yourself right now within the confines of the situation. Because if I asked you three months ago, right? If I said, hey, Trey, three months ago, um, if there was no baseball season and you could teach from home and you had all this time, what would you do? Well, you would have been excited to start, to start writing down a list of things you could have done. I could start a podcast. I could write a book. I could, I could exercise every day. I could clean up my nutrition. I could start, instead of having to drink caffeine all day, start getting nine to 10 hours of sleep a night and see what it really feels like to be energized. And now you have that opportunity. The opportunity is happening for you, not to you. It's a mindset. And I think the biggest thing to do is have gratitude. Having gratitude when things are going really good it's just as important to have gratitude when things are not going good because gratitude is the antidote for negativity. 
Gratitude is the antidote for entitlement. So if you can be grateful right now during the Corona season, that's going to help put you on the path, which is going to give you more momentum and more positivity to be more productive for yourself. And definitely still don't always have. It kind of comes and goes. So there's, you know, one of, I decided a couple, a few years ago, I decided on what my core principles were going to be. And you, most people will make the mistake to live out of preference instead of principle. Remember Trey, I was at the uh, MGM grand hotel in Vegas. I was working with a UFC fighter named Vitor Belfort. He was getting ready for a title fight with Chris Weidman. And I'm sitting in the sauna with Vitor. And I said, champ, you know, he's now 38 years old. I said, champ, when you won the title at like early twenties, if you could go back and talk to that Vitor, what would you say? What would you, what do you know now you wish you knew then? Mm. And he said, you know, in his Brazilian accent, right? Brian, I wish I had known about that a boy lives out of preference and a man lives out of principle. And I think when I finally decided that one of my, on my core principles, and at the time it was DELT, D-E-L-T, discipline, energy and excellence, love and trust. And they've since evolved to what I call DELP, D-E-L-P, discipline, energy and excellence, love, present, process, productive is when you have a set of core principles and there is no right set of core principles, it is, do you have one or not? So pick one to get started with is when I picked that one of my core principles was going to be discipline. I started to become more disciplined. I didn't wait until I was disciplined and to say, Oh, one of my core principles is discipline. No, I said, I need to be disciplined. So my core principle is discipline. And I started to live in alignment with that. And I don't do it every day, but I've been way more disciplined. If I look at the trajectory of my life, it has definitely done you know, this over time, because I've been intentional about it, because I've wanted to have discipline, because I realized that discipline is the root of all freedom. And discipline is what's going to unlock the doors for you by getting yourself to do what needs to be done, whether you feel like it or not. To me, that's discipline. So making my bed, keeping um, the office organized, uh, exercising every day, those are all ways that I build the skill of discipline. So like with those kind of skills, you know, cause right now, so like you'll first ask a, maybe a client or, you know, with, if I think, cause like, I want to make this very tangible and concrete for, you know, a lot of parents and, and players that are listening, um, you know, is like, what would you, would you be asking a player? Like, what do you want to be? You know, the kind of player, you know, what kind of person do you need to be in order to get, reach your goals? You know, and I guess that would be a kind of good starting point for them. Yeah. You know, I go back to an exercise that Ken Revisa did with us in grad school, you know, the master of the mental game author of heads up baseball, which is a book that every, every baseball player, coach, and parent should read is he would say, I want you to imagine you're at a banquet and that banquet is in your honor. The end of your baseball career, the end of your parenting career, the end of your teaching career, all your friends, your family, your coworkers are at this banquet. And after a meal of grilled chicken and soggy salad, people get up and they start talking about you and your character and your work ethic and the type of teammate you were fill in the blank for what you want to talk about. And, you know, he would ask, he'd say, what do you want people to say about you at that banquet? And then people have to write, you know, people would write down. It's a great exercise. You can say, it's like writing your eulogy, right? I was a high school health teacher one year and we went through the book Tuesdays with Maury, which is one of my favorites. And I, I had our students write down their eulogy, but I called it your graduation speech. What do you want people to say about you at your graduation? And they all had to get up in front of the room and read it. And dude, it was one of the more emotional and impactful things I ever did as a teacher or a consultant because they have to vision cast into the future going, how do I want to be known? It was with high school freshmen. How do I want to be known in four years? And then once they had that clear vision, then I would say, what are you doing today? 
that is in alignment with that vision of you in four years. And when you have a vision for where you want to go, you can then evaluate off of that vision with your day-to-day behavior. A, biggest, a big mistake that people can make is not having a vision of where they want to go. And I think we spend too much time looking in the rearview mirror and not enough in the windshield, like looking at the past. And if you focus too much in the past, you're going to welcome depression, should have, would have, could have. But if you look too far into the future, you're going to welcome anxiety. I got to do this. I want to do that. And it's too far in the future. Like I want to play major league baseball. That brings on some anxiety. You know, I got to, I got to do this Mm -hmm. instead of just thinking out, okay, where do I want to go in the future? And now let me reverse engineer and bring that back to what I can do in the next 24 hours. So when you have that 24 hour game plan, it gives you something to do to be productive. Right. And I'm just thinking of that, you know, that vision, you know, um, you know, that's the vision of kind of who I am. And it's almost like you're more of your mission. Uh, what yep. it sounds like, you know, to be, to live that kind of principle centered life. And then, so then being that person, or does your vision come first? Because like, let's say, Hey, I want to be, I want to make this amount of money, or I want to reach this kind of goal. Or like, does that come first? You know what I mean? Or because it's almost like, I got to be this kind of person to get this, you know, it's almost like, should I have that? You know, cause like right now it's like out, out of this Corona season. And I love that. Um, out yep. of the Corona season, we're, that first is like, right. What's the, what the, what the vision would be. I want to become this after this is over. So the mission would be then for me to say, who do I want to be when this is done? Yeah. So let me try to, let me, let me try to help clarify here. So, so I would say, get away from which one comes first and think about them coming together. Okay. okay. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter which way they come, they come together right. and they come right. together in this sense mission. What do I want on my gravestone? How do I want to be known when I graduate from high school? Vision. What's on my resume? What do I want to get done? So if I say I want to have a 3.5 GPA, I want to play college baseball. Those are not missions. Those are visions. Those are resume. If I say be a great teammate who inspired and impacted others through community service and hard work, that is a mission. That's on a gravestone. Mm-hmm. So Then the thing you come back to is the P, the principles. The principles of, as I look inside of myself, who do I need to be to give myself the best chance to live this mission and live this and execute this vision, right? So for me personally, mission, educate, energize, empower other people to be their best. That's what I want in my gravestone. That's what I want to do every day. For me to do that, my principles are DELP. I got to live with discipline energy and excellence. I got to love the process, love the people I'm working with. I got to stay present. I got to have a process and I got to be productive. So my core principles of DELP, and I would encourage you to start with one, start with one core principle, discipline. I have to live with discipline to achieve my mission, right? The mission is literally write down what you want people to say about you and then condense that into one sentence. That's can, that can be a mission. And that what you want people to say about you can be for your life at your funeral or it can be at the end of your baseball career or at the end of your teaching career, make it fit the context of the people who you're working with. And then the vision is what do I want to get done? So like for my vision, Trey, I've got a life vision of certify 500 MPM coaches a year for 20 years, which is 10,000 coaches, which if they each touch a thousand lives, that's 10 million lives we impact. That's a, that's a big vision, what I call a telescope vision. Mm -hmm. Telescope visions are in the future. One of my telescope visions is, um, man, I mean, right now that's the big one. I, you know, I got to think of some other things that I want to accomplish, but I I focus less on the telescope. That's a big one. Uh, you know, telescope is I want to be a principal centered 
you know, father and husband and make an impact in my community. That's a telescope vision. That's, that's long-term. But then I have the microscope vision. And the microscope vision is what am I doing in the next 90 days? So I break my year up into quarters, right? Quarter one, January, February, March. Quarter two, April, May, June. If I'm working with, a, with an NHL hockey player, we have off-season, first half, second half. They have basically those three, three phases, right? Yeah. Baseball player, first half, second half, off-season spring training, maybe a fourth one, but we have them set a microscope vision for those time periods. And the microscope vision happens in three areas for the high school student athlete. It's going to be as a person, as a student, as an athlete for an adult or a non coach or athlete, it's going to be energy service family. So for this quarter, quarter two, I have visions for energy service and family energy vision. Uh, do 10 miles a day for 10 straight days and get nine hours of sleep a night service, do as many podcasts as I can to get the inspiration and message out to people during the COVID-19 season, family, spend quality time with my wife every day. So those are examples of like my visions for this time period. How early, you know, cause like I know I've already been re reached out to like some youth coaches and things like that. Um, you know, cause I still think it's about, you know, creating the best environment for, our youth as well. Like when, what, what do you, what do you, I guess, prefer, or what do you recommend like a youth, um, a youth coach or how, uh, at how, at what age um, are you trying to develop and train some mental skills? I always, you know, I try not to be too early. So I usually say like the second or third trimester of birth. So no, try, trying to get started as early as they can, right? Because the earlier they are, the more open they are. As they get older, they think they understand life and they think they understand what it takes to be successful. And often ego gets in the way. So earlier, the better and start simple. And that's why when I created my 30 days to mental performance mastery program for athletes, the athlete I'm speaking to is that high school athlete who's looking to get educated and is the sponge. So I give the strategies and the systems that I use with the top professional athletes, but I simplify them to be used for the high school athlete, the youth athlete. So I think that's the place to start there. The other one is if they go to briancane.com, I've got some free courses on there for coaches. Yeah, and I was going to ask you about that. So what are, the, what are your free courses? At? What are your free courses like right now? Uh, there's the free courses are on there. And I basically walk through routines, mindset, and how to use visualization and mental imagery. So the free courses, if they go to briancane.com, you can get in. It's a three-day course where you just get an email a day with a video and some worksheets uh, from me for coaches and athletes. And it's a great kind of introduction into mental performance. And when people do those three-day courses, if they are looking for more, the path for athletes is the 30-day course for athletes. And the path for coaches is our coaches certification, like you've talked about earlier. Do you want to talk more about that? I mean, I'm sure you could talk much better than, than I could about what, um, what all that is entail and what people, you know, why people should probably sign up to do that. You know, I think Trey with the, with the mental performance mastery certification course, the beautiful part of that is coaches understand that what they do has a tremendous mental component to it. They just don't always know what to do to train that mental component. You know, when you go to, when you go to coaches clinics, most of it is X's and O's technique. And what I've uncovered is how do you coach mental performance? How do you give your athletes the best chance for success with the six inches between the ears? And it's the 10 skills that what I call the 10 pillars of mental performance mastery. And it's growing an elite mindset. It's growing the skill of motivation and commitment, focus and awareness, self-control and discipline, meditation and mental imagery, keeping the process over the outcome, you know, routines and habits of excellence, time management and organization, leadership in the right culture. And in my free courses in 
in the 30 day athletes program in the coaches certification, I go through, how do you, how do you teach those skills, right? In the coaches certification specifically, how do you teach those skills to athletes that are coming to you for instruction so that you can give them the best chance for success? Right. And I, and I'm just, just watching one of your videos. I mean, you're out there on all the social medias. Um, you know, just your latest one was talking about, you know, how to use the way of life app, you know, and how to create yeah. more routines, you know, and like really the AM, the PM routine is kind of set up through that way of life app, which I thought was a really cool app. Cause right now I've just been paper and pencil, just kind of, here's my task, what I want to get for them for the day. And I go through it at night and say, here, you know, how was I, um, and then prepare it for the next day. Um, you know, but the way of life app, you can kind of see it better, you know, like as a piece of paper, I'm like going through everything. And, um, but at least the way of life app, I think you're looking at, you know, all you kind of see your whole week. Um, yeah, and it, it, gives you, it gives you analytics, right? The way of life yeah. app thing I love about it is it gives you analytics on your behavior mm-hmm. and, and, you know, you're a baseball coach and baseball analytics are huge right now in life. Analytics are huge all the time. And looking at how your behavior aligns with what your vision is and your mission is, your behavior on a daily basis, that's what's going to determine who you become. Not, you know, not the law of attraction that says, if I visualize this, I will become that. No, that's part of the process for sure. But you got to do work, man. And you got to do work on a daily basis with habits and routines and intention. And that's what the Way of Life app helps you do is to measure those things. Yeah, that's great. That's great, man. Is there, um, you know, so what would be like the best way for people to, you know, I'm sure after this, like people are going to, you know, look at, I guess, the, look for the, the free day courses that you're offering, you know, possibly coaches looking into do the, the mental performance, you know, mastery certification, um, you know, just check out a lot of the content that you're putting out. Cause you know, like that's what I've always loved about your stuff. I mean, there's, you know, you have your theory and you've got your principles and principles are great. But it's a matter of when the, when the rubber hits the road, man, the concrete stuff, you know, I'm a concrete guy where like, I want to know, like, what does that look like? You know, because yeah. I think you, you, we talk so much about guys being visual learners. Well, a visual learner, like you almost need an example. And okay, well, I see that example and here's how it's going to work for me. Yep. Um, you know, so like, I love that. So like, you know, one of the first things I talked about was the, you know, which I got from you is taking your, you know, elite versus average mindset and talking about, you know, how were you an elite? today how are you average and then just kind of building a growth growth a growth plan off of that um yep. you know what's what's one of the best i guess like where are you at with like one of the best things that you've seen guys do the best thing that i've seen people do is create the structured daily habits and routines and you know starting with what are the things i want to do on a daily basis and pick three maybe it's make your bed call success hotline and do a concentration grid you know, or whatever your three things are. And then be consistent with that. Because when you have that consistency and you have that discipline and you're productive, that's going to feed your confidence. And then you can start to take on more things and grow through that process. Awesome. Uh, so I just, I, I just really want to say thanks, man, uh, for just fun to sit down with you talk. I mean, right when I gave yeah, it and you said it to you, you were all about, um, you know, said out loud, I'd love to be on the call. And I really appreciate that. It speaks volumes of the kind of guy you are. And I really appreciate it. Yeah. And, um, Keep on doing, you know, you're living your mission, man. It's awesome. Well, I appreciate it, man. I, and I, I, I hate to jump. I wish we had more time. I've enjoyed yeah. the conversation. Yeah. It's got, What's the best um, way to contact you? Because I'm sure people are going to want to hear from you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the best way to get me, Trey, for sure, is if people just go to briancane.com, they can find the free courses. They can get the coaches certification, the athletes program. The other best way for them to get me is probably through social media, Instagram and Twitter. And it's at Peak. B-R-I-A-N-C-A-I-N-P-E-A-K. That was a ton of information in just a short amount of time. Uh, 
We really would love to have gone farther, but he just had a prior commitment and um, such a busy guy. A lot of people want to meet with him. He does one-on-one client meetings, team settings. Um, you know, if you visit him on briancane.com, you'll notice all of the things that he's has available. But not sure about you, but the notes that I have are full. And, you know, um, I would just say the three things that really stuck out to me through all this conversation. Um, of course, I loved how he mentioned the corona season. I love this corona season, and it really has to do with just adversity, I believe, that comes into our life, or adversity, any time adversity that comes at us. Is it something that's happening for us, not to us? And how that puts a very aggressive, very offensive mindset for us to attack and not allow us to BCD or blame, complain, or defend about those things that are happening to me uh, and to be very like that. So um, along with those lines of being attacking, which the second thing for me was him saying having a plan to attack the day. And the third thing is having the mission and vision to be able to Know the kind of person you want to be. Know what you want, what kind of goals that you have that you want to achieve. And then finding those core principles that allow you to be that person. Such as he said, starting off with discipline. Just starting off with one core principle that makes us become that person. And to, like in his vision, is get to where you are to get you where you want to be. Um, but just having have that plan... Um, and attacking it, you know, how he talks about that's what the best people are really doing right now is trying to stay routine organized, having a plan for the day, and attacking it. It just reiterates the past two episodes we've talked about is having a throwing plan, you know, but not necessarily just throwing plan, also having a hitting plan. But what kind of plan are you having that you're trying to attack and get better if I'm a ball player? Do I have my high-intent throwing days? Am I having game-like hitting days as much as I can simulate? Be creative, but be sure that you are having those. You know, those things should be in there. You should have been having heavy days, medium days, light days as a player. And as a coach, it's our time to be preparing, to having plans ready, to making sure that our mind's right to be the best leaders, the best examples that we can for our athletes and for the young man that we have in front of us. And these kind of things uh, will allow us to do that by having a mission, having a vision, having core principles that we can live our life to understand, have the mindset that this is happening for us, not to us. And um, I just cannot thank Brian Kane enough for what he, the time, you know, that he spent uh, with me and now with you. And again, want to really thank you for listening in please contact me if you want to hear any more uh, I'm going to link all my notes into the show notes and try to have them available for anyone that wants them uh, because there was a ton and I think it'd be very beneficial for people to have them but please reach out to me if you want anything else if you want to hear any more different content or any specific things that you'd like to hear I'd be happy to hear from you you can email me at Trey. T Cobb, T R E Y T C O B B at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at Coach3Cobb.
as well as on Instagram, Coach3Cobb, and on Facebook. So, um, again, thanks very much for enjoying, uh, for just being with us, listening in. I'm hoping you're finding value in it. I'm loving the feedback. Loving hearing all, just for guys reaching out to me. It's pretty awesome. And, um, you know, it's just really helping me as a coach, as a person, becoming better men for my players, becoming better men, better men for my family, as well as my students. I find myself giving more action at school. I find myself doing more things around the house because um, I feel like that confidence is really happening when we are executing on things we want to get done. So, again, thank you so much, and keep getting better. <laughs>